Hey there, this is Zulema Bebel, co-founder of Impact Alpha. Thanks for listening. Impact Briefing is a quick snapshot of the week's stories from the leading impact investing daily. There's much more to Impact Alpha, Dioflow, job postings, and a morning email brief. Podcast listeners get a year subscription for half off with the code BRIEFING50. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe. Now enjoy the show. From the virtual newsroom of Impact Alpha, this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, May 8th. I'm Brian Walsh. Today, Impact Alpha's Dennis Price will discuss the story of the week. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Brian. And later, we'll have several members of the Impact Alpha team to profile this week's agent of impact, our very own editor, David Bank, who's celebrating a milestone birthday this week. But first, here's what you need to know from this week in Impact Investing. J.P. Morgan Chase has stripped Lee Raymond of his role as the bank's lead independent director, just ahead of the bank's annual shareholders meeting on May 19th. The demotion is being touted as a big win for activist shareholders, and New York City's comptroller, Scott Stringer, who led the push for change. In the 1990s, Raymond served as CEO of ExxonMobil. This was a period when, according to activist Bill McKibben, the company helped pioneer corporate efforts to create doubt about climate change. In a positive signal for small businesses, the average loan size given by the Paycheck Protection Program has fallen to below $100,000. But PPP is not closing the racial lending gaps. According to the Center for Creative Lending, up to 95% of businesses owned by people of color stand little chance of receiving a loan through a mainstream bank or credit union. Southern Bancorp and Self-Help, two community development finance institutions, or CDFIs, are crediting strong existing relationships with nonprofits and minority-owned businesses and helping them issue thousands of PP loans, totaling more than $250 million. Community Capital Management has set up a $100 million fixed income strategy to finance community COVID relief, while the World Economic Forum launched the COVID Response Alliance for Social Entrepreneurs, with more than 40 organizations to pool knowledge, experience, and responses to help social entrepreneurs overcome COVID challenges. I'm joined now by Dennis Price to discuss a piece he wrote this week that rounded up a trend where impact investors are responding to the COVID disruption in ways that don't require new infusions of capital. So Dennis, what are they doing? Right. So a raft of lenders, real estate companies, and even equity investors are using other tools in their tool set to stand by their borrowers and portfolio companies impacted by the shutdowns, lost revenues, and supply chain disruptions, namely flexibility and patience. So we rounded up a half dozen or so examples of investors that are restructuring loans, reducing and deferring interest payments, and using other creative mechanisms to backstop companies at risk. Okay, so can you give us an example of one of these flexible and patient investors? Right, so let's take RSF Social Finance, a San Francisco-based nonprofit financial service uh, organization and and really longtime impact investor. At their quarterly community pricing gathering um, in March, investors agreed to reduce the return on their capital by half a percent. Um, Half that reduction would go towards lowering the rate paid by all of their borrowers, and the other half would go to a fund that they set up to deploy quick grants to companies uh, most in need. You know, foundations are increasingly using tools like loans and equity investments um, as program-related investments, 
they are able to be flexible and responsive to their portfolio companies and, and portfolio institutions. Um, so the California Endowment, for example, um, extended interest forgiveness across its entire portfolio. Um, Kellogg Foundation, Babcock Foundation, Kresge um, are all doing something similar to provide immediate relief to their So to impact their investors often claim to be flexible or patient or even catalytic. Are they living up to the name? We often hear those terms thrown around, right? Um, but while other businesses and individuals are under pressure from traditional lenders and investors, uh, many impact investors are demonstrating their, their real value to those entities um, by moving quickly, being flexible, and standing in solidarity with companies um, that have really been completely disrupted. Uh, all right. So, Dennis, what's the big takeaway here? Well, I think that, you know, even since we we, we published this article, um, examples have come in. Um, so I think we'll see more of that. Um, you know, a lot of these things are, are fairly standard. So, so I think the volume will increase. Um, obviously, we're, you know, these are non- New, you know, these are not new infusions of capital. So I think we expect to see um, more and more actual disbursements of new capital uh, by by impact investors, um, and and we'll see. You know, I think this is a time where impact investors um, are already and 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 need to increasingly live up to their name and 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 provide value. So not only um, not only that companies don't fail, but the impact that they are sort of seeking through those investments and those businesses uh, doesn't, don't, doesn't fail as well. All right. Thanks so much, Dennis, for that report. Now it's time for this week's Agent of Impact. I'm going to turn it over now to our producer, Isaac Silk, who spoke with Dennis Price, Amy Cortez, and Jessica Pothering about how they managed to pull off the surprise of making Impact Alpha editor David Bank the agent of impact on a very big milestone birthday for him. Isaac? Thanks, Brian. So, you three, this is our first time featuring one of our own as the agent of impact. What's the deal? Right. So it was a very important birthday, very special birthday for David yesterday, and we thought it was important to recognize him. Um, So we hijacked the brief, like we're hijacking this briefing because he doesn't know we're talking about him again, um, and swapped in a profile of him as the agent of impact. And I think anyone who knows and reads or tunes into Impact Alpha recognizes that David truly is an agent of impact. When the COVID crisis hit, you know, people thought efforts to address climate change and inequality would fall by the wayside. But David really flipped the narrative. He argued that COVID would provide the urgency to actually finally make progress on these issues. So, Jessica, David definitely did not give us the approval to uh, make him the agent. So how did this all actually come to pass? Um, Lies and deception. Uh, Yeah, we have this um, weekly editorial meeting. uh, And uh, on Wednesdays, we dedicate the meeting to kind of going over what happened over the course of the week. And we all nominate um, somebody who we think deserves to be made agent of impact that week. So, we played along with David and we, we did that game. And uh, meanwhile, the rest of the team was uh, back channeling on Slack, talking about how we would write up his profile and swap it in uh, in Thursday's brief. And I think he was actually on the hook to write the profile, the, the fake profile this week. Uh, so we actually gave him a day off on his birthday. Well, I'm, I'm sure he appreciated that at the very least. So usually milestone birthdays go hand in hand with long careers. Amy, how did you three decide what to include in the feature? Yeah, Dennis, Jessica, and I started brainstorming themes um, 
uh, a while ago, you know, we all join the team at different times and we're introduced to David in different ways. So we tried to incorporate some of that experience um, we've each had into the piece, but also while addressing the big overarching issue over everything right now, um, which is the COVID crisis and Impact Alpha's role, particularly David's role in shaping the narrative of how this plays out. Yeah, and we started by just setting the scene um, and looking back through the Impact Alpha archives and some of the early days and early writing um, that David published on what was happening in the impact investing industry back in 2012 when Impact Alpha first started. Um, it was interesting to to read, you know, the piece he wrote in the Atlantic back then. It was the first piece that he published on Impact Alpha too, because. Um, Really, nobody was following the story then. For years after that, even, it was really just David and Impact Alpha covering it. Yeah, and so it's, it's important to understand this about David. This isn't his first big story. As a journalist at the Wall Street Journal, he tracked the tech disruption of business and, and investing. Um, and so he found that Impact Alpha as a way to tell the story of how social and environmental impact um, would also upend notions of value, risk, and opportunity. Believe me, Dennis, I know that firsthand when he was at the Journal, I was um, at Business Week, also covering tech, and we were scooped by David many a time. <laughs> you know, like they say, if you can't beat him, join him. He really does have this uncanny ability, though, to call trends early. I mean, I think he spots them long before most other people get a whiff of them. All right. Well, so do you all have any sense of how the boss took the surprise? I think he was touched, but but, but like a true editor, he couldn't believe we put the profile above the feature, which he thought was newsier and had greater value to the readers. <laughs> right. And he might have also been horrified by the photos we chose. But, you know, he's very shy to take credit and he is always um, eager to give credit to the team. I think he views Impact Alpha as a true team effort and that it's not just about him, which was one of the first things he said about the piece, right? Yeah, and I think that's actually what makes it such a rewarding team to be part of, that we're all um, so eager to give and share credit with one another for the work that we're doing. I will say it's also pretty rewarding to watch him squirm, which is, I think, exactly what we did. Uh, so I think it was a success. So thank you, David, for keeping us on our toes and on deadline and for all that you do. And on that note, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, David. Happy birthday, David. You can see David and all of our agents of Impact on Instagram, at Impact Alpha. That's going to do it for your Impact Briefing this week. You can read more about all of these stories at impactalpha.com. Only subscribers receive full access to Impact Alpha content, including deal flow, job postings, and a Slack channel. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Dennis Price and our producer Isaac Silk, who also edited this episode and wrote the theme song. I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company Liquidnet. Make sure you check back next week for the latest impact investing news. Until then, take care.